Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Orc Race, who is part of the featured races, part of our race overview series. We're going through the advanced class guide and all the possible player races. We're finally at the Orc, Christian. This is, you know, one of the core races we went over was the Half Orc. And I always kind of wondered when I saw that, why not just the regular Orc? And I guess we're going to find out if the regular Orc is anything to, to laugh at. Orc, I find part of that trifecta of, you know, stereotypical fantasy races. I mean, maybe not part of the trifecta. Maybe the trifecta is dwarves, humans, elves. But I think orcs are a really common one to throw in there. Definitely. I put them into the... We can call it... We don't ha- it doesn't have to be a trifecta. It can be a quadfecta. Oh, you're right. Pentfecta? It could be a... Put it this sect. way. Can you think of a story that involves elves and humans and dwarves that doesn't also involve orcs at some point? Certainly not off the top of my head. See? Certainly not. Not even cautiously not. Maybe not. Certainly not. So let's talk about our orc friends, who probably don't want to be our friends. Powerfully built, orcs typically stand just a few inches taller than most humans, but have much greater muscle mass. Their broad shoulders and thick, brawny hips often giving them them a slightly lurching gait. Okay, well, I just learned a lot about orc hips and their walk that I didn't really need to know. (laughs) They typically have dull green skin, coarse dark hair, beady red eyes, and protruding tusk-like teeth. Orcs can skitter... Orcs consider scars a mark of distinction and frequently use them as a form of body art. I have a question. Is there any sort of troll in in Pathfinder as a player race? As a player race, no. They're a monstrous race. All right, so this is like the WoW troll, right? We got the tusks coming out. Do they all have Jamaican accents? Well, you know, where trolls are, you know, WoW trolls are really thin and scrawny. Uh, These are specifically, they're thick and barrel-chested and muscly, and their hips are brawny, which I never... (laughs) I was going to mention it. I had to repeat it to make sure we got that. Uh, they are it's a strange descriptor for hips. They're between five foot three and seven foot one. Holy crap! Quite a range, uh, and weigh usually between one hundred and seventy-four and three hundred and twenty-eight pounds. Okay, all right, thank you. And this is another race where the women are smaller than the men. I would like. I would have liked if the women were bigger than the men in this race. Something about that I would have liked. Uh, they are adults at. 12 years old, which is actually a little bit less than human. I actually, that's surprising to me. Uh, they're middle-aged at 20, old at 30, venerable at 40, and they can live up to 60 years. Wow, I never I never really knew that. But you know what? I like that. Nice even. There's a lot of zeros at the end of these numbers. I like it a lot. So tell me, is this just like brutal me as orc, me as punch things? Is, is this what we're going for here? Me like fighting? I hope I'm not mixing up my lores, but orcs, I believe, come straight from the underground. The dwarves and Dorgar and stuff are all from the underground. The orcs also came from there, and they went on the quest for the sky, I think. That was a whole thing. It was a whole period of time in glory and lore. Um, but yeah, orcs mostly, that's why they weren't an original player race. They're very brutal, tribal, you know, mean-spirited people. You're not usually coming from a loving orc family. Even here in the lore that they have for these guys, it says that they brutalize their women, that they abuse children and elders. It's pretty much, this is the uh, might makes right race. Mm-hmm. If you're strong, then, you can, then you've, you've chosen what is correct now. We have to listen to you until someone stronger comes over and beats you, and now we have to listen to what he says. So that's definitely reflected in their ability to score racial traits. Being brutal and savage, they get a plus four to strength, a minus two to intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Ouch. Minus two to all their, their mental stats. If you're a martial character, you honestly don't 
care much about that. And plus four strength means that, you know, but they, they have the highest possibility of strength. Because they have a plus four strength, the most we've seen before is plus two. The strongest orc is going to be stronger than any other being we've seen so far, no matter how strong they bet they right. get. You know, while we mention, we usually mention at the top show, they're eight RP, which is actually pretty low. I think that's about what the kobold was, something like that. But I think I think the orc, we'll see that the orc is much more viable than the kobold. So it obviously lend, orcs lend themselves to right there, right from their stats to a physical melee probably character. Let's see if the rest of this falls through with that. Orcs are humanoids with the orc subtype. They're medium creatures. They have the normal base speed of 30 feet. And they begin play speaking common and orc. If they have a high intelligence score, they can choose between dwarven, giant, gnoll, goblin, and undercommon. Uh, that being uh, undercommon was the the um, drow language. They could talk about having dwarves, and dwarves and giants are always a thing. So I guess these guys have problems with giants, or they're friends with giants because they're big and strong. And then gnoll just because Pathfinder loves gnolls. I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's not like, and there's not like lore, a lot of lore about gnolls, is there? I don't know. I don't think so. They're certainly not a playable race yet. Paizo, get on that. <laughs> we need our gnoll player ra- uh, playable races. Minotaurs and gnolls. I feel like the community's grabbed onto that. Orcs have a racial trait that we've actually seen before in half orcs. It's the ferocity racial trait. If their total hit points fall below zero. They are still staggered, but they can continue fighting and remain conscious until they actually die. They just lose one hit point every round. They get a special weapon familiarity. They get to be proficient with great axes and falcons and treat any weapon with the word orc in it as a martial weapon. Great axes and falchions are both, first off, great weapons. The falchion in particular has an 18 to 20 crit range for a two-handed weapon, which is really, really strong. And just the fact that they have plus four strength, you can actually not even touch their strength and be dealing, you know, plus three damage because it's a two-handed weapon with one of these. So right off the bat, like, they're going to be hitting hard no matter what you do. Definitely. Orcs have uh, dark vision, see uh, perfectly in the dark, up to 60 feet. And they have light sensitivity, which means they're dazzled in areas of bright sunlight or within the radius of a daylight spell. So this is kind of counteract their dark vision thing. And that's it. Well, surely they have alternate racial traits. Oh, of course. <laughs> who, does, who doesn't have alternate racial traits, Caleb? Don't say that, Christian. We're going to get to some races towards the end that don't have the Christian... Wait, really? Absolutely. We are getting to things that do not have alternate racial traits. So, Christian, what are you doing? I'm judging them. Clearly. <laughs> they are lesser. Well, let's talk about the alternate racial traits. We got Day Runner. Orcs refuse to yield to any foe, including the sun. Some spend... <laughs> oh, sun! They shake their fists at the sun. Some spend hour upon hour glaring at the sun until their ruined eyes acclimate to bright light. Orcs with this racial trait take a minus two penalty on all ranged attack rolls. But this replaces light sensitivity. Very interesting trade. Usually it's like your dark vision goes down to 30 feet or something. This is a very interesting switch. Yeah, I really like this one. Both mechanically it's neat, and it's a big flavor point for the orc. Uh, minus 200 range attack rolls. Obviously, if you're not going to be planning on using range weapons, but rather melee weapons, that's not a big deal. But, you know, occasionally you might have to throw something or grab a bow just to hit a flying enemy, and that's when it's going to take its toll. Next, they have Feral. Orcs have the ability to fend for themselves long before they master the rudiments of their language and culture. Having needed to hunt bugs and tiny animals for food to survive while still infants, feral orcs fight all the harder to survive one at the brink of death. Orcs with this racial trait gain survival as a class skill and gain a plus one racial bonus on melee weapon attack and damage rolls when at negative hit points. So when you're in your ferocity ability, typically. Mm -hmm. 
This racial trait replaces the orc's weapon familiarity and automatic languages. Feral orcs without additional languages, due to high intelligence scores or ranks in linguistics, can only communicate with grunts and gestures. So what that last part is saying is that normally when an orc, you immediately get orc and common as languages. You, you just don't get that if you take <laughs> this. You don't get anything. So unless you eventually put a point in linguistics or you have 12 or higher intelligence, you just you can't actually talk with words. This racial trait is everything that I want a good racial trait to be. It, it synergizes with other things. It synergizes with ferocity. I like that a lot. It's replacing something interesting, but it's not crippling because I can just put a point in linguistics and get the language anyway. But I have a nice part, and it also helps to create a good backstory. I love this. And of, of all things, it's, that isn't always true. It's also viable. I like this one a lot. More racial traits should look like this. And I do want to bring up, um, because it has that whole when you're at negative hit points thing, that is actually a viable build to do with orcs. They actually have a few feats and a few alternate, um, not alternate racial traits, the favored class options for orcs. A lot of them involve increasing the range, which you can be at negative hit points and still be alive. So that's actually a viable build with orcs. Next is Smeller. <laughs> orcs with this racial trait gain a limited scent ability with half the normal range. This racial trait replaces ferocity and weapon familiarity. Is scent that powerful that it needs to replace both these things? Yes. Okay. Scent, because you can detect invisible things. It's it's actually a really big game changer. You can track people, basically brain dead easy. It, it, it opens a lot of potential to see things and understand things that wouldn't normally be there. Murder went down and everyone's looking at stuff. Well, you could smell that there's certain poison was used. Well, that's great. That really works well. Again, talking about their good alternate racial traits, this synergizes with Feral because that makes survival classical for you. For note, the typical scent range is 30 feet, so you would have a 15-foot scent. I could smell your fear. You can't smell fear or drug. It's... Never mind. <laughs> I think there might be a feat. We'll see that later. Oh, what have I done? I, oh, I've, I've inadvertently foreshadowed to further entertainment that you should stay tuned for, listeners. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, I planned that completely. The last alternate racial trait that orcs have is squalid and this is going to replace ferocity some orcs exist in surroundings so filthy and pestilent that even other orcs would have difficulty living in them orcs with this racial trait gain a plus two bonus on saving throws to resist nausea the sickening condition and disease Eh, ferocity is really good i would have <laughs> trouble replacing it with this especially because you have a proclivity toward martial classes which are typically have good fort saves in the first place so you're not usually worried about that good point well usually we don't talk about flavor class options but you did bring one up and this one is for the fighter this is where you get a plus two to your fighter's constitution score for the purpose of determining when you die from negative hit points allowing you to stay on your feet longer with ferocity essentially yeah so suppose you're level five and you have 14 constitution that means you can stay up and fighting as staggered until you hit negative 24 hit points at level wow. five that's amazing yeah They've got two racial archetypes, the Dirty Fighter, which is a fighter archetype, and the Scarred Witch Doctor, which is for the witch. And I like the theme of a witch doctor. I like kind of the voodoo theme of things. I remember trying to build this. It doesn't quite hit the theme as much as I would like it to, but one day we'll go over that and talk about it more. The, the Scarred Witch Doctor used to be really cool. They were actually casters that used Constitution as their casting stat, but they got recently completely gutted, and that's not true anymore. Oh, is that right? I just yeah. didn't like the, the flavor. It wasn't what I was looking for. 
I was looking for like a voodoo guy with a top hat and a skull on the top. I, I, you know what I was looking for? I was looking for Dr. Facilier from The Princess and the Frog. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> well, you're not going to find it there. Well, maybe you will now, but you're going to have to use intelligence, which, you know, orcs aren't very good at. Let's talk about their litany of racial feats right after this quick commercial break. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just getting ready to open up our presents. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can listen to Trailblazers on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, get some eggnog, pour yourself a cup of cheer, grab some dice, and join us. Alright Christian, this one's for me. Open it up! Oh, what is it? Oh, Caleb, a, a bag of dice. How unexpected. Wow, Christian, that sounded like a podcast I should listen to. And all of our listeners should listen to. Making them double listeners. And who doesn't want to be a double listener? I'm not sure what commercial you're editing into that, but I believe you. <laughs> it's always the same one of three that's all about uh, Trailblazers. Oh, yeah, no, I heard that's cool. <laughs> Especially because you're on it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. Come watch me. Come listen. Oh, yeah, I am. What do you forget? Is weekly <laughs> gameplay not enough for you to remember that you're in that game? <laughs> you know, Kate, I got a lot going on. You know, it, I always wondered why every time it seemed like you were running a new character. I just thought maybe you were playing some guy, a guy that had like a psychosomatic break. But now I understand. You just don't remember what happens in each session because you forgot you were playing. That isn't true, but I'm not going to disprove it. You know, I like that. I like the gumption in that. You know what? You're wrong, but I really don't have that. I don't have the grit to really want to. I don't have the time. You're just not worth my time. But you know what's worth our time? These racial feats. We're going to see a lot of repeat racial feats from the half-orc. There's very few that are specifically for the orc themselves, not the half-orc. First we want to look at is Born Alone. You are so tough and vicious that you killed and ate the rest of your litter while still in the womb. Litter. I would never think to say that <laughs> orcs were born in a litter. That makes them feel like fluffy kitten cats. Uh, kitten cats <laughs> as opposed to dog cats. Whenever you kill or knock unconscious an opponent with a melee attack, you gain temporary hit points equal to your constitution bonus, minimum one, until your next turn. These temporary hit points do not stack. You do not gain this bonus if the opponent is helpless or has less than half your hit die. Interesting. I wish the temporary hit points lasted more than one round. That's really hard to capitalize on. Or stacked. Oh, they don't. You're right. Um, so I think it could be useful, depending on the type of campaign and the type of combat but, your GM runs. But no, because um, no, you have to kill a person. It's not even just like hitting them. You have to kill them. It's I don't think so. Yeah. You always got to be wary of anything that requires you to kill someone, because this is a team-based game. Mm -hmm. And you never want to reach the point where it's like, Wait, no, don't hit him. Let me do you it. You stole my kill. Listen, we're not playing Dota here. Listen, I, by the way, I just insulted a huge fan base. It's a massive, massive player race. Guys, I love Dota. It's great. I play it. Every, I'm lying to you. I've never played the game. But the point is, I love every single one of you. You're all special, special flowers. Now, the reason this is also bad is because it, it, the only time you're going to be killing a ton of people and to keep getting this, the, which is what this feat wants you to do, is to get this over and over again, is when they're beyond half your hit points. There's like 100 goblins being sent at you. So I think it's honestly, this is a dead feat. 
I don't think you should ever pick this. Next, we have Bullying Blow. With a simple hit, you more easily intimidate an opponent. Intimidation, now that's something I think the orc should be doing a lot of. This requires you to have one rank in Intimidate, and as a standard action, you may make a melee attack with a minus two penalty on the attack roll. If this damages the opponent, you may make an Intimidate check to demoralize them as a free action. I think this is a very important feat if you're going to go for a demoralizing build. I think the problem is that if you're going for a demoralizing build, you typically pick something like the Rogue with the... There's an archetype that lets you do this, and or you pick the... I can't imagine an orc doing this, but even a swashbuckler gets the ability to intimidate whenever they hit somebody. Um, I'd, I don't like it, because especially later in the game, this is going to lock you into a standard action attack instead of a full action attack. That's that's a good point. I'll give you that, at least. Sometimes it might be worth it to, you know, forego it once in a while to make sure the big bad boss is not hitting every turn. Next is Ferocious Action. Your ferocity is quick, but shorter lived. Shorter lived. What a great and terrible way to say that. You need to have the Ferocity Racial Trait, and when you fall to zero hit points or fewer, you lose two hit points each round. But you are not staggered. If you're in a rage, such as a Barbarian's Rage, you instead only lose one hit point per round. Holy crap, that's very powerful for the Barbarian. So this would obviously combo well with the Fighter favored class option, where you have a ton of hit points to go into your negatives to. Definitely. I'm thinking like super power gaming fighter with variant multi-class Barbarian so you can rage and get both benefits of this, and then take four out actions while you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> I mean, and, and, when you, and if you do that build, what's really cool is that you can just, like, you don't even need dexterity, because you, you don't care if you get hit. Look how, how much health you have. I, I want to make this build already. I already I don't even know if there's any more into this feat chain or anything like that. I just love this. This is, this is real flavor so far. We're really hitting something with these orcs. I think the half-orc had something kind of like this, because they had ferocity, but this is really focusing on it. I like the idea of, like, the orcs, you just can't put them down. And when you finally put them down, they're dead. That's, like, the only way they fight to the bitter end. And I like this. You're, you're making this very viable, too. I'm remembering now, the half-orc one is a little different. I think they only get one round of ferocity, and then they fall unconscious. I think the, the full orc just stays fighting until they're dead. All right, so the next feat is Foment the Blood. Ooh, and foment. if you weren't in AP English like I wasn't in AP English, uh, foment means to <laughs> instigate or stir up, or is the archaic use of the word bathe with warm or medicated lotions. Which I'm sure you're pulling from memory, right? That doesn't sound like you're reading that out of, of dictionary.com or anything. <laughs> its Our, synonyms are... Google search in the first thing that comes up or anything like that. Um, this requires you to have channeled energy, so you need to be a cleric or a paladin or a war priest in order to get this, which is an interesting idea for orcs, because you don't typically think of them as worshipping any gods, and if they do, I'm imagining it's um, Gorum, if anyone, the god of battle. I was about to say, I could totally picture uh, worshipping the god of war and just going all out. You can unleash a wave of energy that drives orcs into a frenzy. When you channel energy, instead of creating its normal effect, you can give orcs a bonus on weapon damage and critical hit confirmation rolls until your next turn. This bonus is equal to the number of dice your channel energy normally heals or harms. Your channel has its normal effect on other creatures in the area that aren't orcs. If that last sentence wasn't there, I would have thrown this into the garbage bin. But since <laughs> it is there, it's very interesting. So for this this requires you to have an orc party, first of all, which is already an interesting idea. 
I mean, if you have an orc party, this is probably a really good idea because orcs are really strong, and thus they're probably going to be hitting a lot, and then you're giving them a bonus on damage, and a bonus on damage is always a good thing. It's about Grudge Fighter. You feel great anger at anyone who dares to attack you, and this fury makes your own attacks that much stronger. You gain a plus one morale bonus on attacks and damage rolls made against any creature that attacked you in the current combat. In the current combat? I thought that was going to say within last round or something. That's very good, because there's a lot of things that will give you a plus one bonus to the end of your turn, but this is for the rest of the combat. This is an absolutely excellent feat. It's it's, you can just look at it as a plus one bonus on attack and damage rolls. It's kind of like weapon focus, but with, you know, everything, as long as you hit something at one point. And the really important thing, again, power gaming here, I've used this before on half-orc character, um, they have a trait somewhere in some book that says, like, if you have a morale bonus on attack or damage rolls, you get, like, another bonus on attack or damage rolls. So for just, like, one feat and one trait... The orc who already has four strength can also be getting like a plus two bonus on basically all attack and damage rolls. In fact, no, this is what I used on my... When we did the advanced class guide, I did a slayer orc who kind of used a taunt mechanic to get people to hit him and utilize this. That's what it was. Thanks, Caleb. I got it now. You're welcome. I'm glad I could help you out by (laughs) sitting here silently. Next is orc weapon expertise. To take this, you need one base attack bonus. You can do more with the weapons orcs favor the most. When you take this feat, choose one of the benefits below. Whenever you wield a weapon that has orc in its name, you may gain the benefit you choose, so as long as you are proficient with that weapon. So, you know, in case you sp- spontaneously forget how to use that battering ram, <laughs> you, you lose the effectiveness of this. So there's a couple options here. The first one is bully. You gain a plus one bonus on damage rolls against creatures that are at least one size category smaller than you. Defender, you gain a plus one shield bonus to your AC, or plus two if you are using a two-handed orc weapon. Next is Disruptor. You add plus three to your opponent's concentration checks to cast a spell within your threatened area. There's Killer, which gains you a plus two competence bonus on attack rolls made to confirm critical hits. There's Thug, which you deal plus one point of non-lethal damage with the weapon whenever you hit. And there's Trickster, which is... You gain a plus two bonus on a single type of combat maneuver check you can perform with that weapon. You can take this feat multiple times and then choose different benefits. Interesting. I would like it better if I could choose the benefit to keep changing it on the fly. Yes. But the big problem with this is I, I've only confined one orc weapon, the orc double axe. Is there any other orc weapons? If you're right, that's a big thing with this. I I think you're right. Like You have to really look into like splat books to find actual orc weapons i wish this counted with the great axe and the falchion because that would make this much easier to use sure i don't know it's not it's not useless definitely got the flexibility which you need and uh and that always helps things have a little bit longer legs than i would normally give them but i don't know it's it's not exciting me christian i'm not excited by it i mean i think it's pretty weak for a feat i mean you're you're getting a feat you have to look at these individually like would you take a feat that says you deal plus one point of non-lethal damage with when you hit someone with a weapon Probably not. I just I, I, I just take power attack and then hit him with a non-lethal weapon. I don't know. I just don't feel like any of the individual ones are strong enough. The one that interests me the most is the defender, where you can get a plus two if you have a two-handed weapon, which yeah, is the that... only orc weapon I can find. <laughs> what kind of orc one-handed weapons would there be? <laughs> I don't know, a jagged dagger that's like meant to break off so you can't pull it out? I don't know. Resolute Rager. Fear passes quickly while you are raging. While raging, while under the effects of a fear effect that allows a saving throw, you can make a new saving throw against the fear effect at the start of each of your turns before acting. If you make the new save, the fear effect ends. 
I'm not sure how to feel about this one. What's really cool about this is that every turn you get to keep saving. So it's really helpful because fear effects can be make or break. It can be like, oh, we got a minus one of some stuff. Or I'm running away from the battle now. See you guys in nine turns. If you get nine chances to break that, that's awesome. Especially with, uh, I think with uh, Horror Adventures, they, they broke out a bunch of new fear things. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting. And if you're like a fighter, though, where you're already kind of resisting fear effects, I'm not sure. Or I think it's Paladin or whatever it is. I don't know how much I'd want to get this, but this might be a nice thing to pick if you're a barbarian or something else like that. Next, we have Reverse Faint. This is a weird one. So you need the toughness feat, and you need at least one base attack bonus. You can goad an opponent into attacking you in order to make your counterattack all the more powerful. As a move action... You can leave a gap in your defenses for one adjacent opponent to use. If the opponent attacks you on its next turn, it gains a plus four bonus on its attack roll. Whether or not the opponent successfully hits, you may make an attack as an immediate action with a single melee attack, gaining a plus two bonus on your attack roll. Okay, so I kind of like this. If you have toughness and say you're a barbarian and you're going for this like negative HP build, you have a lot of health to work with, and this is basically turning your health into an additional hit, potentially. The only thing I don't like is that it's a move action, so you're kind of stuck taking only a single attack every turn. And later in the game, if you're a martial class, you typically want to be taking full round actions, not getting hit. Yeah, but even with full round actions, in plenty of my games, I have experience where my players just kind of like they weren't able to get their full attack in. I say, what do you do with your move action? I don't know, nothing. I mean, it's always good to have something backup like this to be able to do with your move action. This will obviously work, I think this will work much earlier in the game, where like toughness and high constitution are really going to give you a bigger health pool over everyone else, but later in the game, like, you wouldn't do this to say like a giant, because that thing's going to hit you really hard. Right. Most things hit really hard late in the game, and even high health characters are like, can no, I'd rather not. And the last one for them is Trap Wrecker. Um, you, you can easily like that identify the uh, born gender of anyone you come across. Uh, you can smash traps instead of disarming them. You can. You need to have power attack and one rank and disable device. You can attempt to disarm a trap by striking it with a melee weapon instead of making a disable device check. It's a throw on action. You make a melee attack against it, and there's a bunch of stupid rules about armor class, blah, 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 blah. The point is you can hit it and break it. I don't see traps enough for me to ever pick it, but if there's a lot of traps, this is, I like the flavor of, oh, man, I can't get this trap. Move over, stupid rogue guy smash. We can move now. <laughs> I find it weird they need a rank and disable device, because that would suggest you're a roguey person. Yeah, but what's one skill point? Well, I guess if you're a fighter, that's a lot. Especially if, if you're a fighter with eight intelligence, yeah, with it's eight all intelligence. your skill points. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you have one skill point. I don't know. Do I want to be able to speak common, or do I want to be able to smash traps? I don't I can't decide. So let, let me take a look at the mechanics. So if you hit, you roll damage, and you have to damage, basically do double the DC in damage. Oh, excuse me. This damage is at least half. Okay, so you have to do half the disabled device DC in damage. Typically, disabled device DCs are in the 20 to 30 range, so you have to do 10 to 15 damage. And That's it, pretty possible. It activates if you get less than half, though. Me fix this. So, Oops, everyone needs to duck right now. So if you're using, say... Yeah, that's, that's a big risk, because if you're using, say, a Great Axe, which is 1d12... You know, obviously, if you roll a 12, you're in the clear, but if you roll a 4 or lower, it's probably going off. They have some equipment. There's two ones that actually interest me at all. One is the Battle Mask, and this gives you a plus one bonus on Intimidate checks to 
demoralize an opponent. The only reason I bring this up is because I have a lot of players all the time. It's like they want to wear a cool mask. I myself love masks. I think they look super cool and awesome and super neat and awesome stuff. And I said awesome twice because I can't think fast enough to use other words that are cool. Um, not as cool as the word awesome, right, guys? It's a really cool word that's not overused. Um, so anyone, anyone who always wants to wear a mask, you might as well get some sort of mechanic out of it. It's a cheap little item. And the other one's a war spirit pouch. Which is very interesting because it says that it's supposedly like this, this little pile, this little bag of herbs supposedly attracts spirits to help you. And you crush it in the middle of battle and it gives you 1d4 plus 1 temporary hit points. Uh, it's an interesting quick little thing. It's like 50 gold for a few extra hit points. But I like the flavor of it. They do have uh, a magic item and a magic weapon enchantment. We kind of discovered these halfway through the series. Sorry, guys. Uh, but the one they got here is called Furyborn. Which, every time you attack the same opponent and it's yet to die, you get to increase the enhancement bonus of that weapon by plus one. So it's like one, two, three, and you can go up to five. I like the idea of, like, just die. Uh, that's very cool. I like that a lot. You have to damage your opponent. You can't just, like, miss, though. Uh, and this can only go for melee weapons. And then they have uh, the Bonebreaker Gauntlets, which is their only mag magic item. Why don't you talk to us about that, Christian? So Bonebreaker Bracers, or as they sound, Bracers, they go on the wrist slot. They're 6,000 gold, so you can get them pretty early in the game, or relatively. These thick brass and leather bracers allow the wearer to tear through bone and muscle like paper. Once per day, as part of a melee attack, the wearer can activate the bracers to inflict a horrific injury on an opponent. If the attack hits, the target has to make a DC-14 will save. If they fail, the bracers reduce the target's strength, dexterity, or constitution by a minus 6. Yikes. That's a big number. This penalty cannot reduce the target's ability score below 1, so you can't outright kill someone with this. The injury heals over time, reducing the penalty by 1 for each day that passes since the time of injury, and is immediately removed by any of the spells such as heal, regenerate, or restoration, or anything that breaks a curse. I like these a lot. These are very interesting. But we need to get to the bottom of something right here. You said bracers. I have gauntlets in here. Is this like an errata or something? Potentially. I'm looking in Hero Lab. It was printed in both the Advanced Race Guide and Ultimate Equipment. I bet it's just called Bracers not to like confuse people with gauntlets, which actually have a mechanical use to them, turning your melee right. attack, your, your unarmed into lethal. So I'm right, is what you're saying. What I'm saying is I'm calling them gauntlets. That's what I'm saying. All right, they're bone breaker gauntlets, Christian. No, you, they'd, be break, they'd be bracers because gauntlets have an actual... Yes, you know, but mechanic. Christian, I'm looking at the paper, and I'm very hard to change someone's mind that's not a sentence but i think you know what i meant <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to change someone's mind <laughs> and that's that's what i want everyone to leave with today in this episode i don't want to talk about what we think about the org i don't want to talk about whether it's mechanically sound or not i want everyone to walk away knowing that it's very hard to change mind to somebody that's what i need everybody to know Hard, very hard to change someone's mind. I don't even know. I can't even repeat the sentence. It was so bad. It's been erased from my memory, and I cannot repeat it. It's that, 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 that bad. But let us now actually talk about what we think about the orc. Uh, I love it, and I want to make a build where he just keeps fighting. Uh, fighter is not a very interesting archetype, uh, uh, class, I mean. But to be able to kind of keep fighting through it, I like that a lot. And I wish, I find myself wishing there was more items or feats or something let me build on that that whole idea of, of staying up the whole building on the ferocity and, and building on that like that fake constitution that i'm gaining i really want that to happen and i and i bet there is different books out there that maybe gave you some interesting things like that but um i like it a lot i like that part of them i mean i don't like that at the fact that it's like oh look is orc me is angry me is break things 
I don't like the repetition. I think they're the stereotyping, right? The trope. Um, trope is probably the better word. But of course, like like I've said a million times, I always make my, my games homebrew, and you don't ever have to be yourself like that. You don't have to be like, oh, well, a, a monk orc is pretty ridiculous. You know what? Not if you want it to be. You want it to be something else. Orcs are only ever the bad. I remember seeing a picture, and it was like an orc giving a flower to a kid, and it said, orcs only ever the bad guys when you make them the bad guys. So you can make them the good guys. They don't have to be stupid moron dudes. But uh, I got to compliment the artwork in the book. I think the orc woman looks fantastic. She don't got no tusks. So she took somebody else's tusks, probably somebody killed, and put them in her ears, earrings. So I like that a lot. There's a lot of flavor there. <laughs> and her shield has spikes on them, which is awesome. Christian, how do you feel about the orc? I agree with you completely. I think they're really great flavor-wise. It is hard to escape from the whole vicious brutality of orcs, but it is really part of their identity. You just have to find a way to make that unique to your character and not feel like other orcs. I think that's where the problem comes in. How do you make one orc feel different than another orc since they have, like, they're kind of stuck in that trope of vicious brutality? Um, that, that does usually come down to setting. I don't know much about orcs in Glorion and how they do that. I know they, they do have their own area in Glorion where they're basically warmonger, warmongers and they go to other settlements and countries and attack them and they kind of are that trope um but mechanically they're great and flavorfully they're great i wouldn't say they're great mechanically but it's not like the kobold where it's like you really have to try hard to make an orc right. work an orc can work fine mechanically and you they accomplish something with mechanics like you said if you want to be the best ever strength score guy then you got to pick an orc you're going to pay for it in your mental stats but they can get the best or if you want to just never actually die <laughs> you you just need to. I want to make an orc enemy now. If if any of my players ever have like a death sense, which tells them basically how much HP something has left, I'm gonna make an orc that can go down to like the negative thirties. So like they're gonna think the fight's over. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's at a negative twenty. Well, something that should maybe rival the orcs in strength logically is what's coming next, and that's Orites, guys made of stone. They better be tough, right? So you guys can look forward to that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Hey, Brian, you want to play role-playing games tonight? I can't. My body's trapped in this strange membrane. Wow. Should I take you to a doctor? Nah, it feels really good. Just put my earbuds in. No, that's just wrong. But here at Tales from the Lich, we're all right. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com <sighs> That's just wrong. <laughs>